Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Growing in Grace, Mike and Joel, good to have you with us again. Our weekly podcast at growingandgrace.org. Joel, you and I started talking for a few minutes, and we usually don't talk very long because we want to just jump into our podcast and keep it spontaneous, but... Sometimes you and I get on a roll and we just can't stop talking about this good news. And I said, stop. We're doing a podcast here. Let's start recording. Yeah. Here we are. (laughs) That's what's fun about this is that uh, this really is what's in our hearts. And so when, when, you know, when we get together, Cap and I, we watched a baseball game together a few weeks ago and talking a little bit about this stuff. And when we sit here on Skype getting ready to record a podcast, I mean, we literally can go we could have recorded several podcasts often <laughs> by the time we hit the record button. <laughs> Even when we do lunch. I mean, there, there's yeah, onions yes. and sesame seeds flying everywhere. We just can't <laughs> stop talking. Even with our mouth full. That's right. And th- those are some really <laughs> those are some really rich times. Good food. Not just the, the burgers. It's just <laughs> That's the true. Stuff That's we, true. We share there is, there is something about that that connection between food and fellowship, and, and Jesus sh- certainly mastered that one. No, with, <laughs> yeah. with baskets there left always over. Food. There's always food. There is always wine. There is always something good going on there. Yeah. Legalists, <laughs> why are you doing this? Why are you hanging out with these people? Yeah, he got accused of all that stuff, being accused of being a, a, a glutton and a wine bibber. Uh, a word that we don't necessarily use these days. I think it might be King James or something. I'm not sure. But. I think it is. <laughs> I haven't heard that for a while. It just struck me funny, though. <laughs> yeah, so we're, um, I, and we get accused of a lot of things too here, but it's it's okay because God has had us on this path for um, over 10 years now, and it's been really good. So we could babble on right now about nonsense like that too but let's get into ba- it babylon babylon i don't want to go back to that how about wine bibbin on <laughs> bibble bibble on all bibble. right so joel I, I let's see if we can reenact what we were just talking about <laughs> <laughs> let me just try i don't think we ever tried this before i i know how the conversation started you kind of asked what's on your mind and i said well probably it's partly because of my old age, but I'm a little frustrated. I'm a little frustrated because it, it seems like no matter how much, and, and I've been there, and, I, and I'm still there, I guess, as I'm growing in grace. We all are. Different levels, different places, different understanding. You know, we're, we're all in a different place. But I'm a little frustrated with, um, you know, people who have been, you know, grounded in the church world. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. But within that, when we talk about these things regarding the law, the old covenant, and how they, they really have nothing to do with us as believers in Christ and the new covenant, other than that they were given to us to show us uh, the roadmap to, as to how we got to where we are. I mean, you know, the law and the prophets, they, they did bear witness to Christ who was to come. But other than that, I mean, there's, there's really no relationship. There's nothing directly involved between us and the commandments and the law, the first covenant that was given to Israel. And yet so many people seem to have this very difficult time getting past all of that, something that they were never really included in as Gentiles, 
And certainly under the new covenant as believers, nothing that we're included in. So I, I'm not sure why these hurdles seem so difficult, but I think the enemy has used them to keep people down. Yeah, I think that's absolutely true. Because, you know, if it were to be in the church as simple as it really is, this should be the message with the law of God. The message should be that it made people guilty, it condemned people, it was the ministry of death, and it was the ministry of bondage, and we needed to get away from that, and now that we're in Christ, we're dead to that. No law. Our life in Christ has nothing to do with law, but it's all about living according to the Spirit. It's the ministry of the Holy Spirit in us, bearing the fruit of the Spirit, as we've talked about in previous weeks here on Growing in Grace. That's it. We, <laughs> you know, we shouldn't have to be all—it shouldn't be the case— that we're always, like coming on this podcast or other, you know, people who are preaching the grace of God, the gospel message, you know, people who are really preaching the gospel message shouldn't have to go on and on talking about how the law isn't a part of our lives in Christ. That should be a given. It just should be what people in Christ know. But of course, <laughs> that's not the case, because there are a lot of churches, there are a lot of ministries who do teach law as part of uh, our lives in Christ, and there are various reasons for that. But I, I agree with you, Cap. It is very frustrating to have to you know, have conversations with people. The wonderful part of this is that we do get to see people being set free from that. As we talk about this, as we share about this in our podcast and, and in conversations with other people, we do see people being set free from that bondage. They were never even meant to be in the first place. Like you say, <laughs> Gentiles, which is most people who have ever lived were never even under that ministry in the first place. And so um, it's good to see people who were never meant to be under it, but then who were put under it in the church, uh, to be finally freed from it again. Yeah. I mean, in Acts 15, Paul and Peter and some of the Grace Gang came over to elders at the Jerusalem church who still adhered to the law, although they had come to faith in Christ as well. James was in there and, and others, perhaps former Pharisees, were included in that group. And so there was this back and forth between some of the apostles and some of the elders as to whether, you know, they, they had a new thing going on here that they'd never encountered before, obviously, with the, with the new covenant and Jesus Christ being resurrected, as if that wasn't enough. They had another thing come along in the middle of all this, and that was Gentiles were turning to believe in Jesus Christ. This is hard for us to really fully understand who, you know, we weren't in that culture and we didn't really understand the, the special relationship that the Jews had under that first covenant with the law. And many of them still had not realized that they had been freed from that, that Christ and, and the, the ministry of the Spirit actually replaced that old covenant. They were working that stuff out. But here was this controversy now, what do we do with the Gentiles? <laughs> <laughs> what do we do with these Gentiles? Because, you know, you really don't want to turn them away, but they weren't part of the first covenant. They, they, they weren't part of the, the law. They weren't included in that. Um, so what do we do with them? Uh, you know, at first, uh, the legalists were saying, well, they, they really need to adhere to the law. I mean, there's really no other choice, right? The Grace Gang said, eh, we don't think so. Um, so what it came down to, though, Joel, even these people, uh, the Jewish elders from that church in Jerusalem, they even they, after talking it over with the apostles, agreed that the even they agreed that the the Gentiles would not be required to 
be under that law that came through Moses. And what they did tell them, they shortened the list substantially, considering these 613 laws in place. They sent a letter to be delivered to some of these Gentile believers, and their exhortation was, abstain from things sacrificed to idols, and from blood, and from things strangled, and from fornication. If you keep yourselves free from these things, you'll do pretty well. So having said that, where do we see in New Covenant writings, New Covenant writings, where do we see that we are exhorted repeatedly to keep the law? And Mm -hmm. the next question after that, Joel, is which ones? Right. Which ones of the 613? List them out for me, please, so I know exactly what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, exactly, because if if you are under the law— it is a matter of 613 laws, and it's not a matter of picking and choosing. It's a matter of, as we've talked about it on a past podcast, or, or probably several, the law of God. Not the laws of God, but it's the law. It's a package deal. You either keep it 100% and you're blessed, or if you fail at any one point, you're cursed with a curse. And most people, all people, except one, Jesus Christ, have failed miserably. And so if you are, again, if you're going to put yourself under that law, you have to keep it perfectly. You're reading there in Acts 15, it's something that the, they realized, the, the grace gang, as you called them. I don't, that, I'm don't. i sure that wasn't the King James Version. But, <laughs> no, it was the grace gang, and they were talking to the James gang, by the they're way. They're talking to the James gang. <laughs> so one thing that they said, so God, this is Acts 15, 8, so God who knows the heart, acknowledged them by giving them the Holy Spirit. That is, the Gentiles. God acknowledged the Gentiles by giving them the Holy Spirit, just as he did to us, that is, to the Jews, and made no distinction between us and them, made no distinction between us and them, purifying their hearts by faith. Now, therefore, why do you test God by putting a yoke on the neck of the disciples, which neither our fathers nor we were able to bear? You see, the Jewish fathers, those in the past who were under the law, they could not bear the yoke of the law. They couldn't do it. And so the Grace Gang here was trying to tell the James Gang, like you're saying, Cap, why are you trying to make these Gentiles bear that yoke when even our Jewish fathers couldn't even do it themselves? And so, again, like you say, which laws are we supposed to keep? Well, if you're going to put yourself under the law, it's 613 laws, and that is quite a heavy yoke to bear. It is a heavy yoke. And when, when Pe- was it Peter that was talking there? When he said that, uh, why do you want to put this uh, on the neck of the disciples? He was referring to the, the new believers, the, mm-hmm. the Gentiles, when he said disciples. They were simply students learning, learning the word, learning from others. Here, here's what the church has kind of turned this into, what, what religion, I mean, has turned this into, that we, we try our hardest we follow the laws the best we can. We follow the commandments the best we can without really even understanding what they are. Whatever list that you've created for yourself, because there wasn't one given directly out of those 613 laws for us to keep under the new covenant. Um, so you create your list. You try to abide by it. Maybe you increase your improvement rate. Uh, your percentage goes up uh, 75%, 80 95%. Maybe you're, you're keeping so many of those laws so well, but you're always falling short. And so you kind of go back to God and try to say, I'm sorry, I apologize. And you think somehow that gives him the right to say, uh, okay, I'm going to let you start over again now that you've confessed and admitted that you failed. And I want you to try harder next time. 
that's how it was under the law. We're getting our covenants mixed up here, my friends. And, and so this, this is not what the new covenant was meant to be. Keeping the law required, the commandment of that law required that you keep it all perfectly. You couldn't fail ever, and, and you never got a do-over. Yeah. And that's, the, you know, that's uh, unfortunately, like on a podcast just a few weeks ago, we talked about those who desired to be teachers of the law, yet they don't even understand what they're really talking about. And they've turned aside to fruitless conversation. That's really what happens. And that's sadly the case in religion today, in the legalistic church today. That's sadly the case, not really understanding what they're talking about. And uh, hopefully, as uh, more ministries get out there preaching the grace of God, you know, saved by grace apart from the law and kept by grace apart from the works of the law as well. You know, hopefully more and more people will continue to be set free in the freedom for which Christ has set us free. And one of the things we've uh, been freed from as well is the, the idea of seeking self-improvement. So many people chasing after this uh, fleshly effort of, of trying to establish their own righteousness by their own works, pursuing a level of improvement that would make them acceptable to God when God has already made us acceptable to Him. Seeking self-improvement. We'll talk about that next week on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more growing in grace.